Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Akuo, it is so awesome to be spending time with you here once again. I need y'all to know that I'm always fired up to be in these conversations with you based on the word that God gave to us to live out this year, which is ready. And I know, I know, the idea behind this is something that you know if you've spent any time with us this year, is that it's this idea that we are ready right now, it's currently constructed. We are all ready to make an impact on this world. We are ready to listen to God, love people, learn our purpose, and link to our community. Like I said, we've been talking about this all year long. However, how did we get to this point to be ready? What did we have to go through? And what are some of the things that we are still dealing with, with ready? Well, in this new sermon series that we are calling Healer, we will take a look at how when we were made ready, we had to get healed first. And sometimes we need to continue to get healed this day. It reminds me of when I was younger. Believe it or not, when I was in front of a bunch of people, I didn't always want to talk. Now, of course, when I was like with family and friends in smaller settings, it was hard to get me to stop talking. But in front of a large group or a handful of people that I didn't know very well, I'd keep to myself. I didn't have the confidence in myself to speak up. I felt like I maybe didn't have anything to offer. Really, when it came down to it and I, I look back on it, I felt like I didn't belong in those conversations. Well, as I got into college, I learned my identity in Jesus. I learned what he created me to be. And I learned how to walk with this confidence that only came from him. Now, when that happened, I wasn't afraid to speak up in rooms anymore. I wasn't timid around people I didn't know. It was all good, right? Like I was able to walk in this thing that he gave me. At least I thought it was. You see, just last weekend, I went with Cami to one of her friends' house and uh, for a back-to-school hangout for a bunch of her friends, right? They were all in the backyard at this hangout. Uh, all the parents were, were just there, eating some food, drinking some drinks, hanging out, right? Well, that day, Jude had a birthday party to go to, so Lauren went with him, and we were split up. So I'm just like solo with Cami. And I went in, met parents, chatted with them. How you doing? Great house. Awesome. But then they like took off to go host the party, right? So then I sat down, found a chair, and I chatted with the mom of Cammie's friend. And the one that I had said maybe like 30 words to before that day, but she's like an actual, you know, we're, we're there and we've had a, a couple of conversations kind of, but then like a real friend of hers showed up, so she left. And then there's some other people sitting there and I'm like, hey, th this couple, uh, how are y'all doing? What's up? Do your kids go to the same school that ours? And they're like, no. And they just kind of went back to each other. So I sat there in a backyard feeling alone. I mean, I thought about leaving, but I looked at Cami and she's having the best time of her life ever and I couldn't pull her away from that. So I pulled out my phone and I started scrolling and scrolling and an old feeling came back to me. Once again, all those feelings of insecurity were surrounding me. Once again, I was back to the kid that didn't know how to speak up or make connections with somebody I didn't know. It was like the two COVID years of not hanging out around strangers took that skill away from me. All the thoughts and the questions were back. Do I have the right things to tell people? Do they think I'm crazy? Do, am I worth somebody's conversation? 
Have you ever been in a spot like this before? Have you ever felt like you just didn't belong? And how does that affect how you live out the rest of your life? Can you really do anything in a place where you don't belong or a place that you don't feel welcome? Well, we're going to see how Jesus dealt with this exact topic today as we read through an account of his life as written by his friend and his disciple Matthew. So at this point in Jesus' ministry, he is stepping right off the mount. This is right after the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus declared the nature that he wanted us to develop while we followed him. He explained how he was raising the bar from the law of Moses, that his authority was enough to fulfill the law. Now Jesus is starting to walk into the world and do something very important. And we're going to read the full section we are talking through today, and then we're going to start to break it down about all the great things that Jesus is doing here. Here's what Matthew wrote. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus told him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. So what we're going to see in this sermon series is Matthew telling the world something very important. He's sharing the credentials of Jesus. Matthew is showing how Jesus is able to heal people in our world. Really what he's doing is authenticating the ministry that Jesus has started. At this point, the Jewish people still had lots of questions on if Jesus was really the Messiah or not. So by seeing these signs of healing, this should be enough to prove that Jesus is who he said he was. Now, a hero of the Jewish scripture, which we would call the Old Testament, this hero's name was Moses. He had the same thing happen to him. Well, something similar. At one point, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, were enslaved by the Egyptians. And the only way they were going to get out is when God told Moses to go and talk to Pharaoh, the unquestioned leader of Egypt. Now, in this conversation, Moses and a brother asked Pharaoh to free the people of Israel. He refused. So 10 plagues were unleashed on Israel, and these amazing signs helped authenticate the real work and ministry that God had called Moses to do. Y'all, once people of Israel started seeing like frogs jumping around everywhere and blood raining and all kinds of craziness, like blood water, like it was nuts. They were like, okay, this dude's called by God. Like we're going to follow this guy. So these signs and wonders, these healings, are supposed to be an authentication of Jesus' true calling, his true identity, that he is who he says he was, the Messiah, the one sent by God to save the world. Okay, so now that we know what is happening here, we have a better context to view not only today's account of Jesus' life, but everything for the whole series. Let's dig in. Let's take a deeper look at what this miraculous sign of Jesus was like. Matthew wrote, Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him, and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Okay, so in this first sentence alone, we got to stop and get some context. We got to know why leprosy is the first thing that is thrown at Jesus in this section. First off, for those of you that don't know, leprosy is a chronic infection disease that is caused by a bacteria. And what it can cause are all these really unfortunate looking bumps and disfigurations of the skin. So it's very visible and doesn't look pleasant at all. But that being said, the people of ancient Israel looked at it 
as one of the worst things that someone could suffer from. It was loathsome for them. It was more than just a physical ailment to the Jewish people. It was thought to be an outpouring of your physical or your spiritual standing with God. Some people thought that this was a straight-up curse from God. This disease made these people to be thought of as ritually unclean. They could never get off the disease, so they could never be clean. The Jewish people thought that healing a leper was almost as difficult as raising the dead. Now, what that meant is that these people who were suffering from this disease could never make contact with any person, any food, any possessions without making those possessions unclean. It was like a real-life game of cooties. I touched your robe, now you have cooties. What is interesting about it is that now we have so much more information about it. According to the CDC, about 95% of humans are immune to the bacteria that cause this disease. So for 5% or so that aren't naturally immune, it would take prolonged contact with someone with untreated leprosy in many months to catch this disease. So in addition to poor theology, the Israelites were practicing poor science. And so because of this uncleanliness of these people suffering from this, they weren't allowed to contact other people and they weren't allowed to even participate in worship in the temple. They weren't even allowed at the church. Let's see what the Old Testament had to say about these folks. Those who suffer from a serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. As long as a serious disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. Y'all, these people were total outcasts from society. They were thought of as the least of the least. No one wanted anything to do with them. Now think about this. Imagine how you would feel. Imagine what you would think about yourself if no one wanted to look at you or touch you, except the other people that were also dealing with the same disease. What would you think about the world? How would you feel about your fellow man? Even then, this one man, this one man suffering, suffering from leprosy had hope. He had heard about this guy named Jesus, and so he decided to pay him a visit, go with the crowd. Now, it's really important to see how this man addresses Jesus. He calls him Lord, establishing that he sees Jesus as something more than just a holy leader, right? Not rabbi or sir, but Lord. So the next thing he says there is, if you're willing, can you heal me and make me clean? Which is absolutely heartbreaking. This guy has been told by the world that he isn't worth it. He's been shown time and again that he is worthless. He has no value to society. Not only that, but he has to announce it to people before they get too close to him and it rubs off. Hey, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. Something's wrong with me. So imagine what is going through his head when he asks Jesus this question. Now the beautiful part of it is that he's faithful. He knows Jesus is capable of healing him. The problem that he's probably come across with different rabbis and other Jewish religious leaders and teachers is that they probably all made sure to keep him like as far away from as possible. A Jewish teacher like Jesus would probably not want to do anything with him because if he did, then they'd become ritually unclean. But the man is still going to ask to be healed, to be made clean again. So what does Jesus do? Jesus reached out 
and touched him. I'm willing, he said. Be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. This is beautiful. Jesus doesn't even answer the man at first. He just reaches out and touches him. Jesus doesn't wait for the man to get closer and, and you know, put his ha hand out on him. Jesus just goes and reaches out towards him. Now, when Jesus did that, I bet, I'd be willing to bet that the crowd was like, <gasps> gasping. Jesus just did the one thing that everyone knew not to do. So Jesus went against every cultural and spiritual norm and he reached out in compassion. Jesus was showing love over legality. Now realize this, before Jesus did anything else, he just showed compassion to the man. He showed the man love in a way that was above and beyond anything a religious leader had ever done for this man before. Then Jesus healed the man. Then Jesus made him clean. But first it was the compassion. And one touch from Jesus was all it took. Y'all, it wasn't about how good the man was. It wasn't about how well he followed the rules. It wasn't about how much that he could get done in the name of Jesus. We never hear about him again. What made this man clean was Jesus. The man knew Jesus could do it. He asked for it and Jesus gave it to him. There's such wisdom in this for all of us. When we find ourselves on the outside, when we are dealing with something that seems so overwhelming that no one would want to touch it, or us, because we are dealing with it, all we have to do is ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus, if you're willing, can you heal me and make me clean? And for us right now, let's just stop and do that. Think about that thing, the obstacle the event that is too big, the problem that is too complicated, the shortcoming that is living within you that you can't shake. So get that thing in your head, just close your eyes and imagine Jesus standing in front of you right now. And just ask him, Jesus, if you're willing, can you heal this situation and make me clean? I'll give you a minute to spend some time with him.
Okay, so after this man got healed, Jesus had some very specific instructions for him. Then Jesus said to him, Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Now, this might seem like a weird thing. Shh, don't tell anyone about the proof that I just gave to the world about who I am. What is probably happening here is that Jesus did not want the news of this cleansing broadcast all over Israel because it would have done a few things that he didn't want. First, it probably would have attracted all kinds of people that were only interested in physical healing. Jesus may have wanted to limit his physical ministry's appeal since he came to give so much more than just a physical healing. Also, Jesus was encouraging the man to obey the Mosaic law when it comes to the cleansing of people dealing with skin disease, which doesn't seem like much. However, by sending the healed man there to do that, Jesus was notifying the religious authorities in Israel that someone with real power was ministering in their area, the power of a Messiah. Jesus is basically like dropping an album or live streaming or doing something very public so the priest would have to investigate it. The priest would have to say that Jesus healed the man because they couldn't deny it, or they would just have to flat out lie about it. Because he was afflicted by this disease before, and one encounter with Jesus took it away. This would have convinced people in Israel that Jesus was, in fact, very powerful. And y'all, this is what the series is about. We need to connect to Jesus to get healed. Sometimes he is our only hope. When the spiritual healing comes, there's something beautiful because there's nothing on this earth that can change that except for Jesus. Also, when the healing happens, it doesn't happen because we deserve it. We get it because of grace. We get it because of the compassion of Jesus. We get it because he loves us. That healing will flow into every nook and cranny of our lives. And from the healing, there will be change. In that change, that's where we see our lives start to move in a different direction. We start to see things differently. We start to develop a second nature, the nature of Jesus. And it's from there we can get involved with someone else that is on a similar path, in a similar place. Think about it. We've been there. We've been in the spot where we felt like we were alone, where we had to announce to everyone, we're too messed up. I'm messed up, man. Don't get close. Now think about how long it took for you to find Jesus to get healing in those situations. How hard was it being on your own, waiting on the outskirts of town? Now imagine how it would be different if someone was there to meet you, to help guide you. Not the one that was going to heal you, but someone that would help you on your way to Jesus to get healed. Y'all, this is what we could all be doing for someone else. We could be that person, that guide for someone else. We could be the ones that are showing the love of Jesus to someone that has never gotten it before. And I'm telling you right now, it's probably not gonna look like screaming. It's probably not gonna look like an intellectual conversation. More than likely, it'll be a simple, simple reaching out of a hand in compassion. You won't have to defend your position. You'll just have to simply love. 
then the greatest proof of this Jesus guy, the greatest proof that Jesus is real and does things in this world that you can show to people, it's going to be you. It'll be your life. It'll be the love that has overflowed from him to you and to the person you are with. You're ready to do that right now. You're ready to show amazing love and compassion to your community, a love that would make the religious people around you gasp. For some of us, the first step toward giving that love out in this world is receiving that love from Jesus. To receive that love and healing, y'all, it's so easy. We need to simply believe. It's not about behavior or holiness, just simple belief. So if you want to declare or redeclare that belief today, right now I can help you do that. You just have to have a simple conversation between you and Jesus that we would call a prayer. Now to help you out during this time, I'm going to ask all of our Akuo community to pray along with you because I need you to know here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So if you want to declare your faith in Jesus today, just say something like this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. And today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now what I want to do next is continue to listen. Let's go back to God. What I want to do is give you a little more time to listen to what God is saying in your life right now. So let's take another moment to ask God a question and listen for an answer. Let's make ourselves available to him right now. It'll be like the last moment we had. Let's imagine Jesus in front of us and let's ask him a question. Then we'll wait for the answer. And y'all, if you don't get anything, that's okay. Just keep going back. You'll get an inkling or a picture or an understanding of what is right eventually. Okay, for our last listening moment today, I want you to ask God this. Just ask him, Jesus, who is it that I can guide to you to get healing? We'll take a few minutes to ask and listen, and then I'll come back to finish in prayer.
Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for right now. Jesus, thank you for the way that you continue to speak to us. Jesus, right now, we ask that you heal us, that you help us become clean, that you help us stay clean. Jesus, will you knock out that thing that we can't handle on our own? Will you clean that thing out of us that we hate so much? Will you move us away from the places that lead us to our worst ways? Will you allow us to help people move closer to you? Jesus, thank you for the way that you're going to be moving in our lives. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful and awesome name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before I go, let me just share a few things that we have going on. We have a, our community groups kicking off in September. But before we get there, we need some folks to lead these groups. Now, leading a group can sound like it's a lot, but here's the deal. We don't want you to do something crazy or something out of your comfort zone. We want you to lead what you love. It could be basketball, could be running, watching movies, Mario Kart, baking, rock climbing, whatever. Do it. This could be part of discovering your purpose. We will help you lead what you love, support you in that, and provide leadership for you in this. Now, to help you out with this, we're going to have group leader trainings the next two Sundays on August the 13th and August the 20th. We want you to pick one. Now, this meeting is not a commitment to start a group. This could just be a meeting if you're curious in being a group leader. Now, if you are interested in attending one of these groups, you can scan the QR code that is on the screen. Now, the last thing I want to mention is how we are generous here at Akuo. Part of this nature of Jesus, part of us being ready, all these things that we're talking about is being generous. And I want you to know that here at Akuo, as individuals and as an organization, we practice that. So if you do give here to Kua, I want you to know that you aren't giving to a Kua. We aren't uh, amassing any sort of crazy things or anything like that, but you're giving to your community through a Kua. Just this week, we were able to help out three different families with rent, uh, just giving some rent assistance in the best way we can. So just want you to know that is part of what your money is going to. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God about what you can be giving through, through Akuo, one of the many ways that you can express your biblical generosity is through the, the method of tithing, which means giving a first root 10% offering at the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be a place that you start at until you figure it out. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Y'all, I get it. Things could be really tough for you and your family, and that's okay if that's where you're at. We totally understand that. And we actually want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know and we will do our best to help them out. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, and you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. 
For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you. And I'll be praying for you now and throughout the rest of the week. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. Jesus, I ask that as these, these people turn off their phones and their computers and radios and laptops and whatever it is that they're listening to this on, I pray that as they leave that you would be speaking to them, that you'd continue to speak to them. I pray that you would show them the healing that they have received in their lives. I pray that you would remind them to continue to go back to that healing in their lives. And Lord, I pray that you would show them the right people that they can help shepherd towards you and your healing, Lord. We thank you for everything. We thank you for how you love us. We thank you for who you are. And we're just thankful for you, Lord. We pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.